0: Welcome to Leaving a Legacy, a podcast focusing on the Legacy format and the New England Magic Experience with your host Adrian. I, and I think Tin Fence is just um it, it, maybe it's crack. And Jerry,
1: I'm going to say two things to you right now and they're going to contradict each other.
0: Now, we take you to the red room where round 1 pairings have been posted. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 23 of Leaving the Legacy. I am Adrian, or Mathematrixster on Twitter, and with me there are a couple of people. Um, let's see. Shit, I don't even know how to do that then. Um, <laughs> so, and with me is uh, Mr. Jerry Me Say hi, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. And... I'm gonna I'm gonna try this just to see if we can (laughs) do this from previous (laughs) experience. Take
2: two. Take two.
0: And and with us we also have Ara Tutungian. Did I do that right? That's that's
2: pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: See that was right. And now I I I hope I hope Jerry's mispronunciation wasn't offensive previously. I I I thought
2: I'm like what the fuck, Jerry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well see I don't I don't I don't know if you've noticed, I was actually talking to Bob about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jerry mispronounces so much, and I've been waiting for like anybody to call him out on it.
1: Like, because <laughs> no, you just have to say it with confidence, just confidence, no. and you can plow right through it. You know, you, well, you you can try,
0: but it will never be chains of Mephistopheles.
1: I, I will <laughs> Mephistopheles, Mephistopheles, that's correct. There's no. State. I would
2: have been okay with mispronunciation, but he said there was an L in my name.
1: (laughs) I thought there was an L.
2: Where do you see an L?
1: (laughs) Teloisian. It's okay, I haven't known you for like a decade. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. We cool to together. Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Yeah. Well, uh we were about to get the podcast underway, and Ara texted me. It's like, yo, where is the podcast from last week? Why isn't it up? I'm like, well, it's not ready yet. But as a consolation prize, why don't you come on and record with us tonight?
0: Yeah. So I'm. I. I still. I'm waiting to hear the pop, because uh, you know I was told once upon a time that like eventually you hear the pop and it's your head getting out of your ass. Oh, <laughs> so I haven't heard the pop yet. So I, even like, as we record, I still haven't finished editing the last cast. I obviously <laughs> haven't posted it up. Um, so and in, and in, in error, I don't know. Um, so the week that we actually didn't record was actually the week that I moved. So like, I've got, I just moved all like all my computers and everything, got the internet connection up. So I'm still unpacking and. I'm I'm waiting to hear the pop. (laughs) Okay.
2: Fair
0: enough. In the meantime, I did get to go play some Legacy this week. I know, well, apparently you work Sundays, you couldn't make it down, but Jerry didn't even come down either.
1: Oh, I'm sorry that there was a freaking parade forming a wall around that's entertainment, preventing me from accessing the site. (laughs) Hey, that's no excuse. That's no excuse. (laughs) Literally, literally a wall. They closed all the roads. I could not get to the place.
0: Uh, Jerry, that's that's no excuse. You
1: know, you know why? I, I should have pulled a Ferris Bueller and just jumped to the front of the St. Patrick's Day parade. Also, first of all, what the hell, Worcester? Why are you having a St. Patrick's Day parade three weeks before St. Patrick's Day? who does that?
0: Uh, the fucking Irish, buddy. <laughs> yeah. the Irish. I'm Irish. I'm Irish. I'm we
1: celebrate I- St. We celebrate St. Patrick's Day on St. Patrick's Day, not three weeks before.
0: I'm Irish. Hey, I'm, I'm Irish too. And and <laughs> let me just tell you, playing with my bagpipe. Is uh, that's something I celebrate? Okay.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. I should have pulled the Ferris Bueller and then just jumped in the front of the parade, all as an elaborate ruse to get to the other side of the street so I could actually go to that Z. All
0: right, Jerry. So, so I get a little confused when it's outside of Worcester. I, I gotta re- remind me here. Are you from Watertown?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, uh, R is also from Watertown. Okay. That is how yeah. we know each other. All right.
0: Well. Yeah. well the thing is, is Aura works Sunday, so he has an excuse. But in the meantime, <laughs> my, my good man. I literally just outlined my excuse. But go on. Go on. So I was actually, somebody hit me up on Twitter, uh, Ian McKeown. I, I yeah, don't, I don't that's even know actually if I how I found out. So I, and I'm sorry if I just butchered his last name. but um, So he hit me up on Twitter, and he was asking me, he says, you know, is, is Legacy still happening at T, even with the parade? And I forgot the parade was going on. I'm like, oh, I shit, know. that's a good point. i got to call and ask.
1: Thank god Ian posted that Because I saw that on Twitter And I'm like oh I better call 2 to find out if that's happening Well
0: you know what though That's why you don't have an excuse Because he made it down from Watertown
1: What? Yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's another another, uh, Watertown uh, player That I don't know about And you know what I played
0: with him And he's going so where's the other guy that you cast with <laughs> <laughs> and all I could say was, well, he didn't come I from downtown because him. of the print. We were talking about it. We're like, oh, well, you know, you guys should probably carpool.
1: Yeah, I should have caught a ride with him. I don't know how he made it across because it's literally a wall. Well, he
0: uh, he parked by the courthouse and walked up.
1: By the courthouse?
0: Yeah, and I, well, yeah, and I parked up by Chowbella, So I actually, I figured, you know, I'll just fucking park and walk a half hour.
1: Isn't the courthouse like an hour walk?
0: No. It's like fucking 15 minutes.
1: Ten. Which, all right, I mean... Uh, well, I if mean, he's, maybe if he it's... does court- it isn't from a local Worcester, but... Yeah, he, well, he
0: didn't park at the courthouse in Watertown and walk the fucking tea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> whatever. Whatever. But no, it was...
0: um, No, it was cool, because, you know, and then I got back to him, like, yeah, it's going to be happening, and I'll be down there in a little bit. And so I ended up going down there. And, and like I, like I was telling Jerry uh, before you jumped on our... So, Saturday night, I didn't sleep at all. So, Sunday, I still didn't sleep, and I just wanted to go play Legacy. So, I went and played Legacy fucking drag-ass tired. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, and I, I wished I I was playing Ten Fins, because at least I wouldn't have had to think. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah. <laughs> you just have to know I'm, how to multiply seven. <laughs> I just, oh, I would, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more familiar than what I was doing, but what I was doing was actually kind of funny, because I was just so fucking tired. Yeah. But...
1: Well, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, Zara, why don't you uh, tell the listeners a little about yourself?
2: Uh So, yeah, I've been playing Magic since Onslaught Block. Oh. Stopped for a while. Got back into it at PAX, because I was like, oh, hey, Magic, I play that. Got destroyed in the drafts, because I had no idea what anything was.
0: <laughs> like, oh, I don't play that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't played it for, like, four years at this point. Yeah. Or yeah, something like that. And then I got back into it and I I go to uh a tiny shop in Wiretown and I see one of our friends and I'm like, Dan, you you play Magic again? So Dan andru- reintroduced me to Jerry and Mike and we get a play playgroup going with Legacy. And I also didn't have Legacy cards at the time. So I bought into Legacy when dual lands and fetched lands were expensive. So I have, I don't play blue for that reason, I don't have the money to buy blue. Still don't want to invest in blue, so I play bombardment And that deck is fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I'm not actually sure what that even does.
2: Uh, bombardment is a deck made by Sam Black. It is just made, made to play a bunch of recurring creatures, mm-hmm. and plays Goblin Bombardment,
1: and just shoots creatures at your face for one. Or shoots your Delver. So, so or let our lessen- listeners know what uh, uh bombard- goblin bombardment does. Goblin bombardment
2: is a two mana enchantment from Tempest, I believe. It's one red, one colorless. Sacrifice a creature, deal one damage to target creature or player. And you play. It used to be with Gravecaller and Carrion Feeder and Bloodgast. The newer versions just run Bloodgast as a recurring creature. Okay. Because Gravecaller, Carrion Feeder combo is a little too clunky and cute. So.
1: Right. It's like one of those combos from yesteryear and what's it's like what's carrying feeder do?
2: It's a one mana, one one black creature, uh black. Sacrifice a creature uh sacrifice a creature, put a one one counter on carrying feeder. It cannot block.
0: Oh, okay. So, so.
2: it's because also a zombie, you can sacrifice grave color to it, mm-hmm. and for however much black mana you have, which every land in the black uh in the deck is black, okay, you can keep recasting grave color
1: Hmm
2: and make a huge carrying feeder.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty much like Goblin Bombardment number 5 through 8, and it was pretty popular until uh, Abrupt Decay got printed. Abrupt Decay pushed just a lot of the older, sweet cards just out of the format. It kind of had the same problem that Phyrexian Dreadnought did. You put all this work into the combo to make <laughs> it a like huge threat, and then they just Abrupt Decay mm. it and kill it. Mm. So that's why the deck's kind of migrated away from it Yeah, Abrupt Decay is a pretty fucking sweet card Yeah, I mean, it's really necessary to deal with cards like Counterbalance It just has the unfortunate side effect of also (laughs) destroying a lot of really cool cards that (laughs) weren't the best And just were absolutely wrecked by Abrupt Decay and became useless
0: You did almost get me to pick up a few food chains this weekend
1: Oh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, uh... Last last episode, uh, we were talking, and uh, Adrian was poo-pooing Food Chain, and then after me telling him about it, he's like, Well, okay, maybe this seems pretty good. Well, no, but what it,
0: I was saying was, well, I could almost build that deck and try it out.
1: Mm-hmm. You should do it. It's a fun deck. It pretty much beats every Delver deck in the format.
0: Well, the only thing I need is, like, Food Chains to try it. I mean, shit, I can fucking... I can um, blink Missed Hollow Griffins. You know, like, I just... Yeah. It's, it's actually finding food chains, and I'm like, oh, well, there's four of them at TE. Hmm.
1: Yeah. They're only, they're only like, $15 to $20, so yeah. they're not terrible.
0: Yeah, they're just a little awkward to locate.
1: Yeah, it's one of those cars that's really hard to find.
0: Like, right now, I'm still trying to find a fourth LED.
1: Really? You're having trouble finding an LED? Yeah,
0: but, you know, so... So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, like, I've been to T. Doesn't have any. Wonderland doesn't have any more because I already got theirs. And then, like, I can go to Ice Imports and try to find one. It's just the stores that, and like, Spencer won't have it. It's just the stores that I normally go to don't have any right now. You know, and like, hmm. I, I could take a, I could take a trip down to um, Connecticut, I'm sure, and find one there. I know there was a guy in Connecticut that's actually selling. He was selling uh, Belcher. With LEDs and everything And I'm like Well shit I need one LED I guess I could pick up The rest of the Belcher deck And I know so And that guy <clears throat> I was just telling you about Ian came down mm-hmm. Ian actually He's apparently friends with Jim uh, Jim's the guy that comes down From like By the New Hampshire border That plays Dredge He's he's uh Yeah Jim's fucking awesome um, But he got my LEDs Last time he got rid of the LEDs But I know he was looking for LEDs I'm like well if I pick up This set in Connecticut I need one I'm sure Jim could use three You know we Figure <laughs> out some way To trade or some shit But um, Yeah So I was I was tempted to pick it up Because I've never You know Even when I have LEDs I don't play Belcher That's just
1: Yeah well also uh, Besides the LEDs Belcher is a Cheap Cheap deck To put together So really It's like all Yeah It's all commons You need one dual land Which is a taiga Which is super cheap Or
0: a stomping ground
1: Or a stomping ground and you yeah. could play. There's a manaless Bel- uh, Belcher deck. <laughs> yeah, if the if the one dual land is breaking the bank,
2: <laughs> you can do. No, that. no, no, it was actually, it actually was a actually sweet tech in there. I don't know what the card was. It Was like three mana card where it's like like search through the top cards of your library until you hit a land card and put them back in any order. But because you run no lands, you gotta stack
1: your entire deck. Yeah, you just rearrange your deck. (laughs) That's that. That is pretty good deck. I mean, that works in the one mana dredge decks too, though. Or not dredge. um... Belcher Belcher decks too. I mean, except would uh, backfire. Yeah, I love that. That happened to me in a tournament. I was merging Belcher, and I had the Force Will in hand, but I didn't have the blue spell to go with it. it. Plays Belcher. Activates Belcher and uh, he hits a mountain. Uh, the, he hits the one land in the deck on the second <laughs> guard. <laughs> just like thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> so like, he, I understand the
2: odds are very low, but it it can happen.
1: Yeah, it does happen with Belcher. Usually with the Belcher, they just do it again next turn. But I was able to find the answer for the Belcher in the meantime.
0: Yeah. The, yep. the thing with like I don't know, turn one Belcher deck. I just want to do it with Grizzlebrand.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a different style, like yep. as much of an all in deck TinFins is, Belcher's even more all in. Yeah. At least with Tinfins you can run cantrips to kinda set it up. Belcher's like, alright, what's my opening seven? Did I get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's so. it's it's cool. It's just
0: uh it's something else I could do with LEDs, is is kinda what I was thinking. Like Dredge. I've done Dredge, that's cool, that was kinda fun. Um I don't really play Ant well. I don't handle that deck well. Tess I can do. Tess is fun.
1: You can do Bomberman.
0: Uh, I don't think anybody can do Bomberman.
1: I kind of want to try Bomberman. Yeah, I'll do it with that. <laughs> That's Bomberman. Bomberman is Oryx Salvagers, uh, which is a Muradin guy. He was also in Modern Masters, who has ability One callless, One White, uh, return an artifact with Converted mana cost one or less from your graveyard to the battlefields. So you recur LED over and over again to make infinite mana of every color, uh, and then you just use that mana to return uh, Pirate Spellbomb, hence Bomberman.
0: Or pirate well, it's 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 Pirate Spellbomb, but I think you can also use either Spellbomb, any of the Spellbombs, just to draw the card until you get to a Pirate mm-hmm. Spellbomb, anyway.
1: <laughs> exactly, because the second ability on Spellbomb is that it uh, it uh, you know draws you a card, so you can just draw your deck until you find the Pirate Spellbomb, which. Is a one mana artifact that has one red, uh, shock. So that's, that's where, it's actually really big in vintage where it's easier because you have moxes and lotuses and other mana producing artifacts for cheap, uh, that aren't just LEDs.
0: Yeah. In, 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 legacy, you just end up, yeah, I mean, you could try to like, lion's eye diamond, throw it in the graveyard with an unburial rites and try to get them back. Did I just lose my headset? No, no, no okay. you're,
2: you're here. No, no, you're here.
0: All right, <laughs> I
1: just went quiet for a second. I stopped here in <laughs> static. We were, we were just in rapture of of your conversation. It <laughs> was delightful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if I see
2: Unbury the Rights in any eternal form, I'm like, what is going on?
0: Oh, World of Dragon, you didn't know? No.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's better. Wait, that. where did Unbury the Rights come from? In a shred. No, I yeah. know, but I, I feel like I just blacked out halfway through the conversation. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Adrian said something about uh, unburial writing something. Oriax oh, yeah, uh, salvages. Uh, so yeah. I, li- I literally did black out halfway through the conversation. <laughs> well, no, like,
0: one of, yeah, one of the things with um, like some of the Burning Reanimator decks, will use Lion's Eye Diamonds and they get Grizzlebrand back through unburial rights. Ah,
1: yes. Because you crack yes. the
0: LED to add three mana then you tap a land and unburial rights them.
1: Right, and plus uh, oh. LED discards your hand. So if the Grillsbrand is there. your it hand, up. It, okay. it discards yeah.
0: your hand, so the oh. Unburial Rights is there too. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's it's, kind of cool. Yeah. It's pretty select. If only Unburial Rites costs one less mana, that would be the perfect combo. Um, if you have a hand of or LED, flashback for oh. three. actually, well, actually, it doesn't matter because you could have a land because you can have a land and an
0: LED or a Lotus Petal.
1: Yep, or... Uh, no, wait, does Unburial Rights flashback for four or five? It, it four. Got, it costs five. It costs five. I, to, uh, it costs five. I, I know it's one way back. or the other. So, yeah, that's actually a pretty cool combo, too, I never really thought of. Yeah, it actually <laughs> just is. Land, Grizzlebrand, Unburial Rights, LED. Yeah,
0: it's just... The only thing is, whenever I saw it, I'm like, well, why would I want to do that at sorcery speed when I can Gorio's Vengeance at instant speed?
1: <laughs> that, too. But... Yeah, okay <laughs> yeah, it's just, But
0: again, it's just a different version of a deck It's because that deck has more sideboard answers main It plays more like it's just a wishboard
1: Yeah, I feel that happens to me a lot I'll start brewing a deck and then I'll just realize It's a worse version of an already established deck
0: Um, y- y- You don't really mean to like Poo-poo Phyrexian Dreadnought as a bad version Of fucking <laughs> Counterbalance, do you? <laughs>
1: Of Miracles? I mean, (laughs) I was subtly insinuating that, but thank you for airing that out for everyone to (laughs) see. Oh, man. But now, just like in general, it's, it's really hard. You know, the amount of hours that have gone into playtesting Legacy decks, people have kind of found ultimate builds. So it's really hard to find something fresh and new and that has never been seen before. I'm not saying those things aren't out there, because there's so many cards, you can definitely find things like that. Like the big goblins deck that surfaced a little while ago. It's just, it's harder than it looks.
0: Well, you know what I think, Jerry? I think that's why it's good that there's people like us.
1: Exactly. Because like, <laughs> we could tell you that your deck is a terrible version of an already. <laughs> well, no, no,
0: no, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. What What I mean is that, like... You know, pros studying fucking standard modern all the different formats that they can do, pro tour or whatever. Meanwhile mm-hmm. you got guys that just play legacy. And like when it when it comes around, you know, I gotta imagine people who are established pro players will pick up what's always been a good deck or what they know to be a good deck and that's the deck that they play when they play a legacy event. Whereas mm-hmm. me and you will fuck around and build some deck and like Guys like us, and eventually somebody like puts a couple of cards together and says, Geez, you know, this on burial rights might go good with an Oreoke salvages. You know, it may not be like I'm just giving a fucking example here. Now, patting it, Adrian invented Bomberman. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. And I, and I know I'm not like it, it's just, uh,
1: but yeah, I like people think the new innovation comes with new cards being printed. But there are so many other cards that just people haven't had a chance to try out yet. Like, that's why I love that, uh, Big Goblins deck. You know, Mod Catcher is a, is a card from a set that was printed like 10, 15 years ago, and then all of a sudden someone turned it into a deck that was just awesome.
0: Mod Catcher?
1: Yeah. You're not, it's, you're not
0: talking about, well, no, you're not talking about the Mod Catcher deck. What are you talking about the Big Goblins deck?
1: Yeah, that's Big Goblin Mog Catcher. It's a uh, three-colorless tap-it, search your library for a goblin card, and put it into play. Yeah,
0: is that? The, but is the deck you're talking about the one where they just get Goblin Settler and fucking blow up your lands while they're playing fucking Leyland and Chalice and shit?
1: Yeah, Big Goblin, because it also gets all the bigger goblins as tutor targets. Like, it gets Kranko and uh, Kiki Siege Kiki. Commander. Kiki-Jiki. Yeah, Kiki-Jiki plus... Uh, uh, Modcatcher is, is pretty good. Not Modcatcher, uh, Goblin Settler. Cause then it just copies the settlers, uh, to blow up the lands turn after turn. Yeah. It's, basi- <laughs> it's basically a strip mine every turn. Well, now why, it's, why are
0: you calling it Big Goblins?
1: That's just the, the nickname for it. Ten, like, Isn't it like Big Red, I thought? No, nah, Big Red is with, uh, Sneak Attack. It's Mono Red Sneak Attack is, oh, okay. is Big Red. I thought, mm-hmm. uh, the
0: Big Goblins deck was just called Mod Catcher.
1: I mean, for those without a flair for the dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But no, like, it's been called, like, Big Goblins on, like, SCG coverage and stuff. Did I tell you about when I played against it? I did, right?
0: Uh, well, remind us. (laughs) So there was was this guy, um, I've seen him around, he plays a lot. He's pretty cool, uh, playing SCG in Worcester. And I I was playing Tin Fins. And, um... Turn Oh, yeah, because we were talking about this before. Because, you know, we were playing game one. I start to combo out. I'm like Dark Ritual, Entomb, Gorio's Vengeance, draw a bunch of cards. And as soon as I went to get and Probe, and the only thing he did was play a mountain. And mm-hmm. He just scooped up his cards. He's like, all right, game two. <laughs> and like, I didn't even get to see his hand. I'm like, I don't even know what you're doing. Because like, I'm trying to play around Lightning Bolt. And uh, game two, he starts with Ley Line of the Void, Ley Line of the Void, Chalice at zero. I'm like, wow, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like he says, gets out the Goblin Settler, blows up my lands. I'm like, shit. Um, then we go to game three. I didn't have to turn one, and he starts Leyland of the Void, Leyland of the Void, Chalice at zero. <laughs> I'm like, wow, man, this is fucked up. But like, he ended up he ended up kicking my ass with it. And uh and then I had to ask him, like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, what is that deck? Because I never I'd never seen like any. He, he pulled out Kiki Jiki, copy the Goblin Settler, blow up another land. I'm like, wow. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah,
1: it's pretty brutal. It's a pretty brutal deck.
0: Yeah, just a series. Of, it's a series of boardlocks out of the sideboard that you know designed to kind of stop any deck, and then really not do much. But you know, I got to give it credit. It's at least faster than miracles.
1: Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, I feel that's kind of what uh, non-blue decks really have to do. Um. If uh, Play some sort of way, board lock control, yeah, just because you need a way for to to stop combo decks if you don't run counter spells. Uh, yeah, it's, yep. It's, yep. Uh, you you can have the best fair matchup in the world, but if you go up against Show it and Tell or Ant or Reanimate or anything like that, you're just going to get your your butt handed to you. Hmm. Um, I mean, non-blue decks
2: just interact with discard, right? So, like, Doxies, him, Cabal Therapy, and other, disc- Liliana, stuff like that, doesn't always work.
1: Yeah, especially against the turn one decks like uh, Tin Fins or Charbelcher. Like, that's that's why I can never play a non-blue deck, is because I know the second I pick up a non-blue <laughs> deck, I'm going against Char Belcher round one, Storm round two, and just, you know, throw my deck across the road. <laughs> so,
0: kind of like in, in in New Jersey, where you don't have a fucking Grafticus Cage, round one Dredge. Oh yeah! Never <laughs> forget that, <laughs>
1: Warren. If you're listening, always I still blame you. you. Told me to cut the Graftiggers cage out of my sideboard, and then I go dredge storm dredge.
2: <laughs> always pack your graveyard hate. Always pack your graveyard hate. <laughs> at least like three spots.
1: Yeah. So what? What's your play? So you don't play blue, R. What's your plan against combo decks? Uh, <laughs> so I run a Thought Thoughtseize
2: call Therapy. Package in Zimbardament mm-hmm. And so if I don't Get anything in that, my sideboard is Um Pretty much Um The Eighth Canonist.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I can board in more discard uh, So I have like three to rest in my sideboard And I have the uh, Graveyard hate In case it's some graveyard Combo deck
0: mm-hmm. now what I use this mono black
2: um, it is three color. It's, um, Mardu Black, white, red Okay And I had to have a green land So I can activate Deathrite Shaman Okay But Yeah, my combo matchup is not very good There was a match I was playing on Magic Online I, My opening hand was Three Thoughtseize, one Duress And after that The guy I ripped apart his hand He had nothing but lands He still came back and won Because I had no board pressure mm. So Discard doesn't
1: always work. Yeah, that's really important, especially against some of these top deck decks like uh, Miracles. If you don't have board pressure where you're putting a clock on them, they're really not that worried because they draw more cards than you have a discard. Yeah, I guess yeah. All, all Ant needs is one ad nauseum. Yep. Yeah, exactly. One ad nauseum, all uh, sneak attack needs is to play sneak attack and then play a creature afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because you you probably don't have a way to deal with a four man enchantment unless you specifically boarded it in enchantment hate.
0: Right, or or a needle or some fucking thing for extra yeah, like out of death and
1: taxes maybe. Yeah, like some specific hate that you probably boarded in. But uh, no mind break traps are no mind break traps. I am
2: I am not a huge fan of the card just because it's only really good for those one like matchup. I don't I don't I also don't run into storm very often. Mm-hmm. Luckily. Because if I do, I would just kind of, I kind of concede fairly quickly. This I have no game against, com- like combo and burn are com- my two worst matchups. Really, burn. I'm kind burn of burn is the worst matchup for me. Dude, there's no way.
1: Argument that burn is a combo deck. Eh? No,
2: no, 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 no. There's no way I'm faster than burn. And with my thopters in main, just it just it. I can never beat Burn. It's yeah. the absolute worst deck
1: no, maybe the absolute worst card against Burn. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's oh like oh no, I'll pay Admir- two life and get rid of your lightning bolt. Yeah, so I <laughs> saved... I so I you, pay, one- you paid one black mana and a card to gain one life. Would you play a card that said one black mana, gain one life? <laughs> it depends, what's the matchup? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh, we cannot beat Burn. Um, and I do not know what I can do to against it.
0: Do you use Leyline of Sanctity? I do not, because I know, like I used to play a land tax deck, and I'd use Leyline of Sanctity mostly so that I wouldn't straight die to fucking combo decks. Like they would have to empty the Warrens, and usually by that mm-hmm. point I can do something hopefully. But see,
1: yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the Leylines.
0: I'm not. E- I'm not either. But it, it's in some decks. If you don't play blue, you need something to. Be able to pr- protect yourself.
1: You do, but they're very counterlogical because you only really ever want one of them. They don't do anything in multiples, so you never want to draw a second one. Depends what the deck you know, play is. Yeah, yeah, in order to consistently, in order to consistently get it so that's in your opening hand, you have to run four. So that's four slots out of your sideboard dedicated to that one specific matchup. Wow. And then any additional ones you draw are just dead cards. No. What.
0: No, no, when I was playing with them, I'd play four, but I'd play them in a deck with Chrome Mox anyway, and I was playing them in a deck with Land Tax, so the Moxes were actually useful for me.
1: Yeah, okay, so you have a way to actually get use out of them, but not all every deck can get a use out of it without a Chrome Mox. I, and I just discard it
2: with Faithless Looting if I, have, if I don't need it.
1: Yeah, I guess it's just like, well, this is an easy decision for Faithless Looting, but still, I hate yeah. those situations where you top-deck a Leyline when you just need anything else.
0: Sure, sure. But like it usually, I mean, like um, Quinn the Mighty Eskimo, like there's there's it's there's certain things where like even it, is, like
1: is that a card or a person? No,
0: that, that's a deck. That's, a, that's it's, it's a deck that uses land tax scroll rack. So act, uh, okay. so if it's in my hand, I scroll rack it back in my deck, and I'm getting more cards anyway. Like for one color, the scroll rack is a powerful fucking effect.
1: Yeah, but still. All right,
0: now, now, if you're going to say, well, we're going to go back a minute to what the... Well. (laughs) (laughs) There there was a conversation we had about a fucking, like, you had two copies of a card or something, and, and you were defending it by, well, I can always brainstorm it back into the deck. Now, if that's a valid fucking argument for maybe it was two Graftiggers Cage, where, like, the second one is just completely fucking useless because the first one is still there.
1: Yeah, but at least I can consistently cast Graftiggers Cage. You can't consistently cast
0: a Leyline. You can, depending on the deck. Like, yes, you cannot consistently cast a Leyline of Sanctity in fucking Mono Blue Omni Show. All right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the thing.
1: I refuse, absolutely refuse to play a Leyline in a deck that can't actually cast it. I refuse that. And then I don't. Like, even casting it in decks that can physically cast
0: well, it. Well, I don't know, man. Like, some decks, I don't know, some decks are fun to play. So, there's there's a deck that I like to play sometimes, and it happens to use Land Tax Scroll Rack, and I used to use Leyland of Sanctity in it so that I didn't just fucking die turn one to Storm.
1: Okay, good, but you could actually can actually cast that ley later on in the match. However,
0: I do want to go back a second because I think that there is something I like. I used to play Mind Break Trap, and I love Mind Break Trap. And it's not so much for the store matchup; it's when you catch somebody playing Cloud Post and you counter Emrakul. <laughs> oh yeah, because it, it doesn't counter it; it removes it from the game. It's fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, my, that people that gets people a lot. People
0: people forget you could just actually cast Mind Break Trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's okay. So it's exile target spell. So Emrakul, while he's on the stack, is a spell, and Mind Break Trap removes him from the stack. So you can't counter Emrakul, but you can Mind Break Trap him. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Especially if that they're. Is... Like if they crop rotate, cast an expedition map, and then cast and it, an Emercool, you're like, yeah, okay, it's free now. <laughs>
1: it's it's not even target spell because you wouldn't be able to counter it that way. It's it's I'm pretty sure it's just exile all spells on the stack.
2: Exile any number of target spells.
1: Oh, is it? So can you not do an Emrakul? Because no, Emrakul's,
0: Emrakul's ability only counts as Emrakul.
1: Oh, that's what it is. It only counts when he's actually in play. Don't
0: worry, Jerry. A lot of people get fucked up by Mindbreak tracking <laughs> Emrakul off the stack. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. everybody looks at it as a storm crowd and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is awesome against Tron. It's <laughs> just like fucking Emrakul. I'm like, okay.
1: Gets Abrupticase. <laughs> yep.
0: It get, oh, well, it, there has to be the third spell. Oh, no, you just actually have to hard cast
1: it. You just hard cast oh, it, yeah. I forgot
0: about that, yeah. Yeah, I always just think of misdirection when it comes to abrupt decay.
1: Yeah, I may be running a uh, one-up divert in my sideboard for the big turn <laughs> this weekend.
0: was <laughs> Oh, for down in Philly?
1: Yeah, going down to Philly this weekend, trying to get me some black border duel lands. Nick's
0: going down there, too. He was, he was talking yeah. about it.
1: Yeah, I hope, gonna see him there. Uh, hopefully you see, I, w- I was talking to Bob, he's gonna be there, so I'm gonna meet up with Bob down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, unfortunately because of the St. Patrick's Day parade, that Sunday was supposed to be my test day for Bug Delver, because I haven't played it in a tournament since, like, the last SCG I played in.
0: Ahem, uh,
1: Jerry. Ahem. yes. The parade's no <laughs> excuse. Alright, What? moving on <laughs> um, So yeah, I was kind of disappointed So going into that tournament a little blind I, I'm not too worried because Bug Delver's a deck I've done well with in the past And I know the deck pretty well Things haven't have changed that much But would like to get at least one tournament of practice in But going down there I was talking to Bob about the sideboard So hopefully meet up with him Maybe get some test games in before the big event
0: Really? Bug Delver mirror matches?
1: Oh yeah, uh, that's that's super relevant right now. Probably, I would say the two most popular decks in the format are miracles and bugs.
0: Yep, just like it was before Treasure Cruise.
1: Yeah, so if you're prepared for the mirror match and you're prepared for the miracles match, that's what gonna, what's going to push you ahead. Sure. So, um, knowing my luck, I'm I'm predicting right now round one Belcher, round two round Dredge, dredge. <laughs> <laughs> round, round three Tinfins, probably <laughs> Tinfins. So I'll probably win that matchup yeah. because I know it. Yeah. <laughs> And round four, uh, Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> uh, that's that's the thing about legacy, especially these like pseudo big legacy tournaments where it's a big turnout for everyone, but it isn't like a GP or an SCG. You can literally run into anything because I have no idea what the Philadelphia metagame is like.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna pull in more people than Philly anyway. Okay, from yeah, from all over. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking go there, never mind.
1: <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it's, it'll be a good time. Hopefully you win some Black Border Duel Lands. And then, SCG's coming up. What, when is that? Do you know? Uh,
0: January, my people, end of May.
1: End of May? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I'm pretty excited. I still, I still gotta put together, like, Man, with this move, all my fucking cards, I just... I haven't put... I haven't even really taken a fucking look at. It's it's Mm -hmm. killing me. It's killing me. So I ended up... I went down there this weekend, uh, made it through the parade, and ended up playing Sneak It Show again.
1: Oh, how'd that go? Uh,
0: Round one, I was playing against Nick Fit, uh, Lawrence, and um, he he was... It was kind of funny because... you know, I, I just kept saying, I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what deck I brought with me today. I should see if I have 60 cards, you know,
1: and like... <laughs> make just, sure there's no proxies. So it's just, it's just make
0: sure it's like a legal card count. Do I have to go get a pack for a sideboard? What the fuck? Like, and so I sit... <laughs>
1: just register 15 random cards yeah. and it's just whatever your pack is. So, yeah, so
0: I sit down and I shuffle up and I put seven face down on the table and he decides to keep. I look at my seven. He starts with a Swamp, Cabal Therapy, Dark Ritual. <laughs> I got a show in my hand, and it's all sneak attack, show and tell, gristle brand, and we're cool
1: Wait, how does he, wait, did he play Dark Ritual first? No, 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 he cast Cabal oh, Therapy, naming
0: Dark Ritual, hoping I, oh, he, was, he was hoping oh, I was, he,
1: cause he was <laughs> hoping you were on tin <laughs> fins, I see. And I,
0: I love when people do that shit, like it's just, it's yeah. awesome. It's, it's, it's part of why I'm not playing the deck is because I love watching what people try to figure out how to hit tin fins, and I'm not even fucking playing it right now.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. That. I mean, I, like, I I don't do that, especially in play groups, because it's like I know I'm not going to be able to do that in a tournament, so I know that's not going to be a good play.
0: Well, yeah, but, that's
1: valid. I mean, it,
2: yeah, if, I mean, unless I name brainstorm, I will name brainstorm allocation.
1: Well, yeah, because I mean, you have a good chance of naming that blind. Yeah, I think it. But yep. you, you probably, if you're on the play, you shouldn't be casting Cabal Therapy uh, turn one, anyways. No, no, like no, if no. someone
0: his turn two is fucking. Um, Veteran Explorers, it. Flashback, Cabal Therapy.
1: Yeah, that's fine, but still, uh, if I'm playing in a tournament and my opponent is on the play and they go Swamp, Cabal Therapy, name something other than Brainstorm and hit, I'm going to be very, very suspicious of that opponent. Like, there was either some scouting going on, or he, like, looked at the deck while shuffling. There, the chances of your opponent naming a card blindly out of all the possibilities in Legacy, other than, like, brainstorm or maybe force of will, is very suspect. I can name Ponder
2: too, I guess.
1: Good.
0: It depends, you, man. Like, I, I really, like, this certain play is where I can, I can. I can feel more comfortable. Well, yeah, if you ball.
1: if you know the player, if you know what what they're they have a habit of doing. Yeah. But if it's someone you've never played against before, yeah. someone just some random person, and they just blind guess Cabal therapy. Like it's one thing if it's like their turn two or they're on the draw and they've seen what you've done turn one. <sighs> like if my opponent goes by you uh nettle all, I kind of have a pretty good idea of what to name with Cabal Therapy. But if you have seen literally nothing out of your opponent's deck, and are able to guess what they're playing just randomly, that doesn't look very
0: good. Well, sure, but I mean, it's... Now, let's say, because I've had this happen playing fucking Tin Fins, right? My my rounds usually go fast. You know, and... Mm -hmm. So, by that time, I'm up walking around, I go outside, I smoke a butt. This is like an SCG event. And this is actually an example from an SCG event. If I... I'm even remembering it right. So my round goes fast. I'm somewhere around table, I don't know, hundred and twenty or whatever. And um you know, I go outside, I smoke a butt, and I notice the guy that's playing at like number one hundred or hundred and forty, I don't fucking know. And I can see he's playing Merfolk. Mm-hmm. But he's a familiar looking guy. Like I'm um, you know, if I ended up sitting across from him <laughs> I know I'd recognize him physically.
1: He's wearing a 10-gallon hat and has a neon-bright vest. Sure, <laughs> sure,
0: So if I sit down and I play turn one fucking cabal therapy, Ether Vial...
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's scouting, and that's kind of like a... It's a gray area. Like, it's not technically illegal, but it's frowned upon. no response just <laughs> I, I,
2: I don't know what you're allowed to do at a tournament so I can't comment well, on that so
0: why how I, is that different i from, just don't do yeah, it how's that different from spectating like you're, you're like my, my rounds finish early so I gain information sorry I don't play miracles so I don't know like,
1: <laughs> right no I'm, 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 no I'm saying it's not illegal you won't get like disqualified for it but it's definitely not something that's that's, you know, it's definitely frowned upon. Wizards would stop it if they could, it's just physically not possible. Like, on Magic Online, you're not allowed to spectate other people's games in the tournament you're playing. Sure, in for that very
0: but in Magic Online, you're actually allowed outside
1: information. Yeah, you can look up... Right, because, like, I, 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 uh, because they can't stop that. They can stop that in real life, so they do, but they can't stop, you know, scouting. On Magic Online they can stop scouting, but they can't stop outside information. <laughs> they stop what they can. <laughs> just because just because they can't enforce the law doesn't mean it's not breaking the law. <laughs> it's not the law. <laughs> All right. Just because they can't enforce the spirit of the sportsmanship doesn't mean it's not breaking the sportsmanshipness of it. Uh what's really against the law is I love uh, uh our buddy Nick Wilber's move have you ever seen him cast Cabal Therapy no so whenever he's just like joking around he'll be playing a burn player and he'll go turn one uh Cabal Therapy naming mountains oh and his opponent's like oh man <laughs> 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 this guy all his mountains he's like and then of course he's like no I'm just kidding I can't name a, a land with it it's <laughs> just you showed me the three lightning bolts <laughs> Which is actually a legal move if you name if you name an illegal... I mean, if they if the judge can prove that you're doing it for this very reason, it's definitely illegal. But if it's an honest mistake, you can actually do that. But yeah. I always thought that was hilarious. But, no, he but, actually, but
0: noticing somebody's playing Murfolk is fucking slimy.
1: I'm not saying you're going to get disqualified. I'm just going to say people are going to think you're a bad person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Nick did d- physically do that against me in a tournament because I was playing Tin Fins, and he named uh Lotus Petal. And I revealed my hand to be, like, Lotus Petal, Lotus Petal, Dark Ritual, Entomb, Guerro's Vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> so I had the turn one kill, but he got my mana sources. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Uh, well, Cabal Therapy, definitely a skill-intensive card. Oh. And apparently a very controversial card if you're playing Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know, man. Like I get, I, I don't know. I play against people that half the time they can, I play, I play a variety of decks anyway. I mean, it's not like a fucking huge variety of decks, but I play a variety of <laughs> decks. If they know what I'm playing, they know what I'm playing. That's not my concern. Do I know my deck or do I know the matchup? That's my only concern. You know, as far as like, like, I, if I, if I, oh my god, man, the fucking.
1: It, it, it's definitely a card that rewards you the more you know. So, I mean, that's why Gataxian Pro is the perfect combo with it, is because it gives you perfect information. Sure. If you don't have Gataxian probe, it definitely rewards the more skilled players who know the format. Like that's one of the things that it rewards the old school players who have been playing Legacy forever, because you can see an opening uh play and know instantly what your opponent's on. If they go Volcanic Island Delver, you can probably guess ninety nine percent of the cards in their deck.
0: Now, I got a question for you, Jerry. Did you see sure. well, actually are also did you did you guys hear anything about that fucking thought sea shit? Yes. Okay. Yes. Jerry, uh, so, Jerry, are
1: you in the dark? I'm in the dark.
2: Okay. Okay. Was so that a GP? Uh, player one Cast thoughtsies. Player two reveals six cards. Then, um passes, or he plays Tassiger Um no, he sees cards, writes them down. Player, uh, passes turn. Player two peels a land off the top, plays it off the top. Like he doesn't put it in his hand. He just literally takes it from the deck, puts it on, in play. Cast Abrupt Decay No He did not reveal that Abrupt Decay Oh, not Abrupt Decay Um, Hero's Downfall It's not standard Hero's Downfall Yeah And he cast Hero's Downfall on Tasigur And everyone's like, whoa, whoa He did not have Like, he didn't reveal that on the Totsies Like, he had it in his hand
0: Well, he didn't have it Yeah, so he he laid his seven cards down on the table But the Hero's Downfall was underneath the sixth card So it looked like six cards on the table and, and the opponent didn't pick, the opponent didn't pick him up or anything. He just looked at him, wrote him down, and then pointed at one of them. So then he picks him up yeah. he's shuffles in his cards. He top decks the land, puts it down, and then he casts Heroes Downfall, and it takes a couple of minutes. The announcers never notice it. Some of the people in the, in the chat were noticing it, and then people were posting about it, and then people were mentioning it, of course. Now, Jerry, in light of the Thought sees thing, if I notice mm-hmm. you're playing Merfolk round one, and I play you round two, <laughs> how terrible
1: is that? <laughs> Uh, I mean, the th- that Thoughtseize thing is definitely worse, but that's also kind of a gray area that's a because... Gray,
0: what's a gray area? Oh, the
1: Marathon thing? See, the thing is, if he, if he, like, held the hero's downfall back and gave the other six cards to the person, that's blatant cheating. That's hiding a card. Mm-hmm. But if you lay the t- cards down on the table and your opponent either only picks up six or doesn't see, like, doesn't... It, I haven't seen the footage, so it, I, it's kind of hard for me to say. But depending on how he did it, if he just like spread them out and it just so happened the person couldn't see the seventh card, that's not really cheating. That's kind of just the you're you're not you know you're not neither player doing their due diligence in order to reveal all the information. But if he's like purposely hiding that seventh card, that's cheating. It it kind of depends on what the well, intent the was thing and w- how it's presented.
0: Yeah, the thing was he, had, you know. So anticipating the guys casting thoughts, seems to make sure the closest is clear to cast Tasigur. You know, that, that's why he was hiding the hero's downfall.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, there are so many different levels. It's kind of like going back to him uh, to Torak. You know, if you notice, if your opponent's playing him to Torak, or well, they cast him to Torak against you, and this is why everyone, if you don't do this already, definitely start doing it. Um, use a dice to determine which two cards to discard at random, because I see way too many people just shuffle their hand up, and then present it to their opponent to pick two cards at random. Mm-hmm. And I've played him to Torak enough times that I know most people will just grab the two center cards. So what people will do is they'll, sh- they'll make it look like they're shuffling their hands, but what they're really doing is they're putting the cards that they want to keep on the outside and the cards they want to get rid of on the inside, because they know their opponent's more likely to pick the cards on the inside. So that's why it's really important with random effects to actually use a random way just picking cards without knowing what they are is not random roll a die to determine which cards get discarded mm. so yeah discard cards cause a lot of controversy it looks like um,
0: let me uh, copy I'm gonna go to the chat uh, take a look at this Jerry this is feel oh both of you guys take a look at it actually this is a YouTube link of GP
1: oh, of, of GP
0: Miami All
1: right, we'll, we'll play some uh, some Jeopardy <laughs> some Jeopardy music while we're watching it <laughs> you can have the yeah the, so it, legality <laughs> I like how it's titled legality of hiding cards during thoughts yeah so <laughs> if you go up to like
0: 40 seconds in
1: 40 seconds in is when it happens uh, well
0: right. you see it at like you can go to 33 anyway somewhere around there. I, like,
1: I do or like 45. that he's playing he's playing with beta basics so that's pretty cool
0: so you'll see him cast the Thought Sees his five cards he starts to fan them out a bit
1: is it Matt Lind yeah Matt Lind is casting thoughts uh, and Robbie es- Escalante. Escalante yeah so okay see the cards definitely don't see a hero's downfall in those cards he laid them out Okay, picks the card. I had to watch it a couple of times. Yeah. Oh man, that's definitely (laughs) hiding cards. He like that was not a mistake. (laughs) I had to watch it a
0: couple of times myself. Like the thing is, he laid one card over the other perfectly.
1: Yeah, like like stacked on top of each Mm other. Yeah, I'm about to see untaps draws. Yep, plays the land, doesn't even put it in his hands, and, oh, look, mysteriously appearing hero's downfall. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, that's real shady. Did he get, like, anything come of it? I don't... No. Nope. Okay. Uh,
2: the judge said there was... He did not uh, see any intent, or he, he cannot detect any intent on it, so... I it was, mean...
0: So, now, in you know, we and uh, Ian, as we were... Uh, we were walking Leaving TE Um I was talking to him About it Because Just from playing You know Gitaxian Probe Cabal Therapy And Tin Fins I've gotten into the habit Of picking up the cards And writing them down Especially turn them Around backwards If they're like Fucking foreign and shit Or I'm not sure What the hell The card does anyway But like Yeah
1: def- Definitely pick it you know, up
0: it, it's, it's a good habit To get into
1: I would, if I was playing against him and I picked the cards up and noticed that one card was underneath another when he lays it out, I would definitely call him on that. Like, looking at this video, that's very shady. Very (laughs) shady. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, alright, so, I don't know. I get, either way, if I, if like, is it, if I know if, if, I if I notice somebody's playing, I'm still going to go back to this. If I notice somebody's playing Merfolk round two, and I play them round three, uh, I don't I don't feel awkward casting Cabal Therapy name in days. Like there's just, but there's like, and maybe that's because normally you're playing like a fucking smaller thing where I can get used to the idea that. Brad might have Cotaxian Probe Cabal Therapy in his hand or Monastery Mentor but like somebody else probably has his fucking counterbalance somebody else probably
1: exactly I mean it's definitely very different if you're playing in a major tournament like an SCG or playing in like an FM sized local tournament you know if it's a local tournament where you know the players you know what they usually play that's not Shady. It's you just, you know, knowing what you're up against. If you're in, like, an SCG event where you have a 1 in 500 chance of playing someone and you guess a card perfectly, that's when it gets a little shady because that's not so much when you're worried about scouting because scouting is technically legal so long as you do it for yourself. You don't have other people scout you. Oh, I see what you're saying. If I had somebody else noticing that they're playing Marfum. Right. Right. Okay, yeah. That's when you have, like, you know, your buddy is standing behind your opponent giving you, like, baseball hand gestures telling you what's in his hand. Right, right. Well, no, that is collusion. Yeah, that is collusion. And then the other shady thing is when shuffling, people people who are, like, really, like, scummy will, as they're shuffling their opponent's deck, just look down to see the cards in the deck to get Because if you, you know, like we said, if you know the turn one, you can pretty much guess what a player is playing just based on the turn one play. Well, if you just look at two or three cards just on the bottom of the deck as you're shuffling, you can probably guess what they're playing too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's also very cheap. Yeah. That's also how you had the the whole uh, cheat that happened a couple months ago where the player was stacking the deck, mm-hmm. is because they kept looking at the bottom card and moving it to the top of the pile yeah. and whenever it was a land or not a land.
0: Now, you're talking about the Jared Betcher?
1: Yeah, the Jared Betcher thing. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's another form of cheating. So just you know, uh, I've noticed that with newer players or inexperienced to tournament players, because I remember back in the day, the way we would determine whether a player would play first or not is each player would cut their deck, and whoever had the highest converted mana <laughs> cost would go <laughs> which first. Which doesn't really work so well in Legacy. <laughs> it doesn't work so well in Legacy. It's also you can't do that in tournaments because you're effectively revealing a card in your deck to your opponent, which has a very good chance of revealing the entire deck to your opponent. Mm-hmm. Um. So you <laughs> can't do that anymore, kids. If you didn't know.
0: <laughs> uh. Okay. Let's see. Let's do. All right. Now. Another. So I'm. I'm. No. No. I'm looking at all these dragons. The care Tark- Tark- cards. They're still.
1: Do you still think it's Stephen? Pile of shit. Our, uh.
0: <laughs> so far, so far, I do. But you know what? Uh, I will admit, I was. Mm-hmm. I, I. I'm wrong. And I'm okay with being wrong, and uh, that's cool. Because it, I mean, while they could still do it, I guess um, they are going to actually make Tarmogoyf with the foil border, the little foil emblem in it. Oh yeah, you didn't think they were doing that before? Well, I, I was exp- I was hoping to see it in the core set, not Modern Masters. Oh, yeah. Actually, Aura, you were at PAX East.
2: You were there I, when they I spoiled I was it. at PAX East, and when they show Termogoy, the whole room just started busting out in cheers. That and Liliana. The whole room was like, oh my god, this is amazing.
1: The new Liliana that was spoiled? Yes, yes. Yeah, have you seen that, Adrian? Yeah. I think it's pretty good. People don't seem to be as excited, but I... I Empyrean Zembarkman Yeah, that card's very good It's the same casting cost of Liliana of the Veil And it does a whole lot more than Liliana of the Veil It has a little bit extra requirement to flip it But it's very, very good
0: How the hell did I fucking do this before? Why is it giving me... It's weird, you know... Sorry, I'm going to fucking go on a tangent here for a second But um, I like Mythic Spoiler It Mm -hmm. gives me the image It gives me fucking Everything I want to do and see And when I pulled it up on my phone the other day It gave me The spoilers for Uh Everything Like fucking Modern Masters And Oh there it is Okay there's Liliana Alright I just had to sort by date spoiled I guess Yep Okay So yeah I can see this There's Tarmogoyf And I'm glad he's got the new artwork still Cause that fucking I like that artwork Um Oh yeah, and this just actually does say Pax East. Liliana, mm-hmm. uh, Defiant Necromancer. So, so, do you think this is going to be like I don't know what the hell Magic Origins is yet, but you think they're going to have like a cycle of Planeswalkers from like a ri- an original? There thing? are.
2: There's, there's five. So, there's, there's five Planeswalkers.
0: Legendary
1: creature on one side, Planeswalker on the other. So there'll
0: be there'll be mm-hmm. like a Jace creature.
1: It's Liliana, yeah. Jace, Gideon. Um, Chandra, and, and, Nyssa. and Nyssa. Those are going to be the five, uh, flip planeswalkers. And they're all five of them are flip. So they have some, like, condition where you flip them. Yep. Why don't you, uh, read Liliana for, in case any of our listeners haven't heard it yet.
0: Okay. Uh, so Liliana, heretic, heretical healer. Two black, one colorless, legendary creature, human cleric. Oh, so she's actually a cleric.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's Clarity the thing is, deck. <laughs> Yeah, yes. once once you read it, they're all stories in the cards themselves. That's what, uh, Maddie, uh, I think it was Scotty Mack on the A-Team was saying it, how they're like a story in and of themselves. I think they hit a home run with the flavor department on these cards.
2: Yeah. I, so what the Magic team said was Liliana was studying, like, death to try to, like, resurrect people, and literally just became enthralled with it and became a necromancer. Mm-hmm. So, and once she got the spark, then she becomes the Planeswalker.
1: And to take it a step further, I think it was someone cared about that someone that she cared about died, so she tried to bring them back to life. Which is why whenever a creature you control dies, flip her and put a two two zombie into play. Uh. So she tried to bring that loved one back to life, and it backfired. They came back as just a mindless corpse zombie thing, and it kind of set her down this really dark path. She got like kicked out of her school and became this you know heretical necromancer.
0: Now um, I gotta tell you I think the flavor of all these cards Is the same They all have They just taste like cardboard I, I have <laughs> like no fucking interest In the flavor storyline For the oh, shit of any on. fucking magic would you, card
1: Would you honestly play this Game if it was just Black and white pieces of paper That told you to do certain things uh, You have to play it at least partly For the flavor
0: No uh, then go play chess <laughs> uh, Well, magic has more
1: pieces <laughs> Oh, come on <laughs> I don't think anyone picks up magic Because they're like, oh, this looks like a very technical game That I can get behind uh, You pick up you pick up magic because like, oh, that's a really sweet dragon Or, oh, demons Well, yeah, light up my- once upon a
0: time oh. when I was 12 and stoned
1: <laughs> like that ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Well, I we, we we got sidetracked. Finish finish reading off. All, <laughs> all
0: right. So she's a human cleric, which uh, man for three. Wouldn't you just rather cast Liliana the Veil? I don't know. Well, all right. Let's see. So she Whoa. she's a two three with life link. Whenever another mm-hmm. non-token creature you control dies, exile Liliana Heretical Healer then return her to the battlefield transformed under her owner's control. If you do, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Okay, so now I can start to understand the story you were talking about.
1: Right. So, that loved one died. She goes crazy and runs off. She tries resurrecting him. Comes back as a 2-2 zombie. Doesn't It doesn't bring a creature from your graveyard back to play. It puts a 2-2 zombie into play. So she didn't. She brought him back to life, but it wasn't a good thing.
0: See you now, all right, Jerry. Do you do you really love like the fucking flavor and shit of magic story? Yeah, like, really.
1: That's just, that's what keeps you going. That keeps you interested. That's just, what keeps it from being just a brain exercise. I mean, wow. I can play Sudoku all day, or I can play chess, but I play magic because it lets me. You know, have a strategic game that I can also get behind the story. Can I?
0: Can I ask you a question then? Sure. Why don't you play vampires in Legacy? Because
1: it's not good. (laughs) 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 But it's got such cool flavor to it. Yeah, but there's also cool flavor behind uh, Delver of Secrets. Well, it's a mad scientist... There, there
2: is no cool flavor behind Delver of Secrets. Um,
1: it's a mad scientist. Zero. Mad scientist... It's the fly. It's whatever that, like, 60s horror movie is. The fly. It's a mad scientist experimenting with bugs, and he turns himself into a bug.
0: The only... Flavor. All right. The, the, the only leg... The, the, I <laughs> you can't measure. just say ban it. has flavor. No, he can just say ban it. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm,
2: each time, I guess I appreciate sure I can say whatever I want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, this is my house. Right. <laughs> I, I'll say, like the only, the only deck that I can actually appreciate the flavor in and Legacy is actually Elves
1: or Merfolk. It's a tribe
0: sure. of Mermen. All right, all right, <laughs> Merfolk. I could.
2: So any tribal deck, pretty much.
0: God, Merfolk feels like Slivers just better.
1: I'm not saying that overall decks have to have flavor, uh, but I'm saying individual cards have flavor that are cool. No, what I'm
0: saying is I don't play a deck because of the flavor.
1: Would you rather play random amorphous blob that's a 5-5 five, five flying creature for four, or would you rather play a dragon that's a 5-5 fly, fly, f- five, five flying creature for if four?
0: You, if I can find a way to play a turn one creature that's going to let me pay seven life and draw seven cards, I don't care if it's an elf, merfolk, fucking zombie. It could be a spirit token. Like,
1: I yeah, don't give a shit. But the thing is, it's a demon. It's a motherfucking demon. Yeah. <laughs> and that says something. You're pay, You're paying life, you're signing a contract with the devil, Adrian. Yes. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Well, I think drawing seven cards is cool.
1: <laughs> I don't. You know, people say you know there's definitely different levels of Vorthos. Uh, that's the the official term for it, I guess we've adopted. But everyone has a little bit of Vorthos in them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be playing Magic.
0: All right. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm, ju- I'm <laughs> just saying, like, the flavor of this. So then she turns into Liliana. Defiant Necromancer. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, starting loyalty? Starting
0: loyalty is three.
1: Three? Oh man, that's the same as Liliana of the Veil.
0: Yeah, and only Liliana, and her plus two is each player discards a card.
1: Plus two compared to plus one. Alright, already an upgrade.
0: That, you, that Really, that's an upgrade? You only had to kill one of your own creatures.
1: Okay, you had to kill <laughs> one of your creatures, but now she's taking up faster. I'm all for killing your own creatures. Yeah, also, killing your own creatures is not hard. Nope. Those guys are disposable. (laughs) I do, I will admit, I do wish it was that it didn't have the line, non token creature. If it was just kill any creature, she'd be broken. God, it's terrible. Or any creature, period. Or any creature, yeah, that would be really broken if it was just any (laughs) time any creature dies. I don't (laughs) know, I'm
0: looking at it like, you know what creature I really like to kill is Children of Coilis, and like, by that time, Liliana Defiant Necromancer is useless.
1: Or Veteran Explorer. There's a lot of things you can kill. Oh, but, Bug gas. What's her second ability?
0: Minus X, return target non-legendary creature card with converted mana cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield.
1: That's pretty good. She's a reanimation target on a stick. She's a reanimation target on a three-drop. Or not a, not a target, but a engine, reanimation She's engine. She's not a reanimation engine. She, you can consistently reanimate uh, creatures back from their graveyard. All right, let me let me bring, a, bring yeah. back Tarmogoyf over and over yeah. again.
2: Death or Shaman Bob. Sure. Yeah. Let
1: me show you. Plus you plus a two, so you can literally bring a Tarmogoyf back every other turn. Plus two. Next turn, bring back Tarmogoyf. Plus her again, bring back Tarmogoyf. Right, uh, you can me, discard the card with her ability and then bring it back. Let me give you fucking questions here because this really looks like hot garbage. <laughs> okay, go All on. Right.
0: So, can you have Liliana Heretical Healer and Liliana Def- Defiant Necromancer on the field at the same time? You can.
1: That that sounds like a good question for our judge. I, I, well, no, I I think you can. I have, you can. You can I think you can have Heretical Healer on the field, but as soon as she flips, you can't have Veil vale and the flipped Liliana. Well, sure, right. Yes, you yes. can't... Right,
0: hand. I'm not talking about Liliana the Veil, vale, but you can have both the creature and the planeswalker on the field at the same time.
2: Yes. Okay. I believe so. Yeah.
0: Well. Because it's... So,
1: this is just fucking... If you try and make this a flavor argument, I'm going to screw
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not a flavor <laughs> argument, but even a tactical fucking argument, like garbage. So, let's... I, the only thing I can think of Three mana is Eternal Witness. Am I, am I missing another creature? What, that you'd want to that kill? That you want to, like... Okay, yeah, you could bring back Tarmogoyf, but that's not my, my... My thing is, like... All right, so she hits the field as a creature, and you can minus three to reanimate a three-drop.
1: Yeah, but you don't need to do minus three. You can do minus two or minus minus. Depends one. how
0: bad you want yeah. that three-drop back.
1: Okay, but... And like you said, there aren't that many three-drop targets. There's also, like... Well, there's Liliana yeah, Heretical but... Healer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but why would you bring her back? <laughs> well, because <you laughs> she, can. Didn't, she flips. She flips. She doesn't.
0: Yeah, okay. She flips. She doesn't die. Right, but maybe there's another one in your graveyard. Okay,
1: okay. but there's probably a better target in your graveyard. I mean, if, what you, I'm you if you, you already a have a Defiant Necromancer, why would you need a Heretical Healer back? Yeah, but Adrian, it doesn't need to be a three drop. It can also be a two drop or a one drop. It's actually probably better if it's a two drop and a one drop because then you get to keep your Planeswalker.
0: Okay, then. Why does it matter that she starts at three? Even like, all right, each player discards a card. Now you can bring back a five drop. What do you want to bring back?
1: I want to bring back that Tarmogoyf. <laughs> Still have to from go to the five? beginning, <laughs> because then it stays around. It's the whole point. It makes it. It brings it out of bolt range too.
0: Oh man, I don't know. It, it, when she flips, can't you just ee for zero?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If your opponent has an ee. Okay. I think you're seeing all the downsides and none of the upsides.
0: Alright, I'm still not seeing it. There's quite
1: a few. There's quite. You
0: can bring back Tarmogoys all day long. You can try. (laughs) I
1: don't know. Uh, And then what's her ultimate? So,
0: minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever a creature dies, return it to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next ten step. Fucking garbage.
1: Yeah, her ultimate isn't the best, but the first two abilities are pretty good. You bad.
0: know what that ultimate is actually cute against, and it's great, but you need to fucking ultimate the damn thing? Is against, like, Sneak Attack. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> if you <laughs> ultimate her and also survive the Sneak Attack, yes. <laughs> uh Well, I think you're wrong, the Liliana. I will concede one thing to you, Adrian. You were right. The Elder Dragons were pretty much hot garbage, and none of them will go into Reanimator. <laughs> we, uh, finally got them all spoiled. Mm. Uh, closest one was, a uh, Atarka. I think that's how you pronounce it. The red-green one. Five colorless red-green for an 8-8 flying trample. So pretty good stats for Reanimator, but doesn't have a way to protect itself, which is its downfall. And its come-to-play ability is decent, but not good enough to make the cut. When it comes to play, deal 5 damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers your opponents control. So, good at wiping the board, but there's just better options in Reanimator for it than that. Mm. And then the other ones are, you know, don't don't really do much.
0: Yeah, there isn't really too much of this that I'm fucking... Excited about it all. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not excited to
1: draft it or sealed. Uh, I am thinking about it. The- drafting it looks like fun. There's a shit ton of dragons. <laughs> There's <laughs> a buttload of bomb rares. Yeah, that's the exactly. thing. Is it, it looks like a really slow format where people are just going to get be getting up to like five or six mana to start casting dragons. So, I didn't like Theros because it was battle cruiser, which involved you playing one threat and then just pouring everything into it to make it huge. Whereas this is like, you're gearing up a lot of mana, so you can just play 5-drop after 5-drop. Which I think would be really fun, because I just want to, you know, tear e- each other apart with dragons.
0: Uh I don't even know. if Yeah. So this is actually the page I'm on.
1: Yep. Are you on Mythic Spoiler?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm on, I, too. Uh,
0: did you see Profound Journey?
1: Uh, no. I'm looking at the commands right now. The command cycle is pretty disappointing. I'm just looking at the artwork. (laughs) Let Let me look at... Okay, here we go. Here's the person saying they don't care anything about flavor, and now they want us to look at the artwork. Well, I don't, I don't care about the flavor of the card, but I keep
0: looking at cards now for like, cool artwork and proxy creation. And, and that, that's kinda, that's kinda some cool artwork.
1: Um. Where is Profound... Oh, there's... Oh, that is really cool.
0: Yeah. I like that.
1: It's a terrible card. <laughs> Return target permanent card from your graveyard to the battlefield with a rebound for seven mana, five colors, two white. But it has cool art. Yeah. Um, yeah, I keep trying to... I keep
0: trying to... I want to get the deck together. I keep wanting to fucking replenish Omniscience.
1: Yeah. It... It looks cool. Um, yeah, I, what about you, R? Have you seen anything that, uh,
0: What are you doing?
1: The fuck is (laughs) this? I don't know. (laughs) Uh,
2: nothing in the set that really excites (laughs) me for,
0: like, internal format. Did you just get yelled at?
2: No, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's something. Someone in the background. Um, (laughs) Nothing in set for, like, eternal formats, um, for limited, or, like, EDH, definitely, but eternal formats, no, nothing.
0: So I'm, I'm curious to see, I want to see people start doing stuff with Narset. I am curious to see that. I want to see somebody doing something with it. So I actually, here's something, Jerry. A uh, small bit of information, Mr. Needs to Get Out of the House and fucking cross a parade once in a while. <laughs> okay, go on. Two decks playing Monastery Mentor this weekend.
1: Ooh, really?
0: Yeah. yeah, it was fucking cool. Were they good decks? Um, well, one, one of them <laughs> was kind of unf- like, one of them the guy's been playing it for a little while, anyone he keeps like, uh, working on it. Um, the other one was actually, I actually ended up playing against it with Sneak Attack and, uh, it led to be a little unfortunate, I think, for him because um, after Sideboard, anyway, I, I like took out um, eight cards that seemed to be less relevant and brought in eight cards that I thought would be a lot fucking stronger. So while I l- allowed him, I think, uh, game two, because he, he beat me game one, I believe, and then game two um, I landed a very early defense grid. And like, I think it was actually a turn one defense grid, and <laughs> like a turn two sneak attack or show and tell or something. That he couldn't stop. Um, and then game three, I I let out the defense grid for him to counter it, so I could land a Blood Moon and and um, fight the counter war over the Blood Moon because I noticed all those lands were duels. So it was uh, it was unfortunate for him. It, was, it looked like a good deck. I just I just had some. Hacked fucking sideboard answers for that ended up working out good, but uh, like I said, I was so fucking tired. I was playing, I was playing Sneak and Show, and um, I lost to Nickfit, and then I lost to, uh, I lost to Burn. Hmm. Yeah, really? Yeah, I lost to Burn, and I thought to myself, I should have really
1: just been playing Tenpins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, back to spoilers real yeah. quick. I, I actually think the Uncommon Dragon cycle is really cool. Wait, Have you seen those? I'm looking at it,
0: Acid acid spewer Dragon. Is that what you're talking about? That shit?
1: No. Enduring Scale Lord, Cunning Breeze Dancer, Ruthless Death Fang. The real one I'm looking at is Savage Ventmon. Seriously,
0: what what are you talking about? The Uncommon fucking Gold Ones?
1: Yeah, the Uncommon Gold Dragon, Savage Ventmoth, 4 colorless, red, green for a 4-4 four, four flying. Whenever it attacks, add 3 red and 3 green to your mana pool. Uh, this mana doesn't empty from your mana pool as steps and phases end until end of turn. So you can, like, sneak attack that, add 6 mana to your mana pool, and just use that for free. Like, as a, a way to cheat him in for free... You can just get a shit ton of mana I'm not saying He's better than an Emrakul or Grizzlebrand But there's definitely exploitation potential In him Any card that adds 6 mana to your mana pool Can definitely be exploited Wow Yeah
0: Oh that's fucking Man this shit is fucking garbage Sorry (laughs) <laughs> Come on. No, I was looking at some other card, and I'm like, wow, that sounds really good. <laughs> you can't just look at some other card. Well, you don't even, I'm t- I'm you don't even <laughs> tell me where the fuck this card is. I'm listening to you talking about some it's, gold fucking dragon that uh, does it's
1: hot shit. Four, it's four, four rows down. Four rows uh, down, uh, Savage Benz. It's Betty not four rows down. Six, You're not even on the same link as me. That's man. why I shared
0: this link with you. You're on a different page. See how this says news spoilers?
1: Yeah, see, I'm looking at old see, spoilers
2: I'm looking at if you, old if you go to Cycles, it's the last card in the
0: second row.
1: Mm-hmm. Cycles. Weapons. Okay. Also, Rutho's death Bank's pretty cool. Whenever you sacrifice a creature, target opponent sacrifices see, a creature. That's some of that shit For that
0: Jerry fun. does. Right. He starts talking about. He's like, "Oh, we'll see. We're going over okay. this link from the fucking tournament report." I'm like, "What tournament <laughs> are you even looking at?"
1: <laughs> Jerry's tournament. <laughs> Fourth row down. Savage Venma, that's that's definitely exploitable. Add six mana to your mana pool. Yeah, so is Geo
0: Surge, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a swing with a (laughs) 4-4. Geo Surge. Whenever it attacks, you can attack multiple times. Add six mana each time. Good stuff.
0: this mana doesn't empty from your mana pool as steps and phases end. So...
1: It sticks around. So. Until Underturn. Until Underturn.
0: So, what are you going to do with that? I don't yeah.
1: know. Cast another one? <laughs> That's terrible. It's six mana. Sure. You can do a lot with six mana. Play prime time
0: I'm trying to think if you could get to 15 with it. How many times can I cast Fury of the Horde? <laughs> I will cast Fury of the Horde.
1: Yeah, if you, if you cheat that into play, just, I wonder if there's another, I mean, obviously there's like sneak attack and, uh, what's it called?
0: Through the breach. Uh, ah,
1: through the breach. But I wonder if there's like another way to just, you know, get him in there. Just, just get him in there.
0: Yeah. Why would, there's gotta be fucking something better you can do than that.
1: I cannot wait. I can't wait to draft this format. This format looks so, so fun to draft. <sighs> Maybe.
2: Maybe. It does. I, l- I like formats with the big bomb rares. Yeah, did you like did you yeah, I just like to Prolog. Did you like Avison Restored? I actually I okay, so I didn't like drafting it. <laughs> I like opening I thought the whole miracles mechanic was really cool. I I just I was like, I wanna break miracles. I, I wanted to break and treat the angels really badly. And someone already did it. But I, I have not, I only did a few limited things with Avicen and it was not fun. I,
1: I like how it physically pains Adrian whenever he, he, he hears someone talk about miracles. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not talking about Miracles of the Deck. I'm talking about, talking about Miracles as,
2: like, a limited <laughs> experience. You know,
1: it doesn't matter to you, you, know, you know what? You know, you know what
0: happened to me at the fucking pre-release for Avacyn? And the, the kid across the table cast some fucking creature. Bonfire? No, somebody cast, uh whatever the creature was that was, like, draw a card, discard a card, or whatever. It had haste. Remember that? A red? It was like a red goblin. had haste, draw a card, discard a card. Looting goblin? Oh. Is that what it was? Yeah, whatever the fuck uh, it was uh, Goblin food? Maybe, whatever it was, that's what it did anyway And um He He kept trying to like do it during I think he might have even had a couple of them And he like tapped it During my turn to draw a card And it ended up being in the Angels I'm like, yeah, but you already drew a card this turn Oh no, maybe it was during his turn, he did it anyway And I'm like, yeah, you already drew a card this turn That's when he realized how Miracle worked Yeah, yeah, you had the Miracle Mechanic in your deck But not the application It was awkward Yeah (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well I am curious to see somebody do something with Nyset I just I I, I even like seeing When people do shit with just Odd planeswalkers you don't normally see I still haven't played against Doretti yet I still haven't played against Dak Faden yet
1: Doretti's a lot of fun You haven't played against Dak Faden? I haven't played against Rails Eric. Oh, yeah. Like this certain he he did get a lot worse when uh Treasure Cruise left the format. Sure. I'm I'm surprised more people didn't pick up on that sooner cuz that was so good. Hmm. I mean the the Grixis decks were playing it. The Grixis decks have pretty much fallen off though since Treasure Cruise got banned. Um but he was so good with Delve. Hmm. Um I wonder I wonder if there's a deck with him in uh Team Soccer just waiting to be made blood gas. Blood oh, yeah, because you can discard the blood gas to...
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's what I want to do. gas Ball Therapy.
1: Oh, man. Are right. you thinking about building a blue deck? I, I will only build it for Dak Faden because <laughs> it loots, and I love looting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, I, I could definitely see it. You could get away with only playing Dak Faden, too. Just splashing yep. blue just for Dak Faden. Make yep. it primarily black-red. Yep. I, I would try, but I...
2: Cannot afford blue cards.
1: Uh, what? I mean, Underground Sea and Volcanic Island are only like three hundred dollars a piece. No, never. Get get that money. Get that money.
2: Even if I do get that money, it's not going towards magic
1: cards. <laughs> that fuck pictures get money. <laughs> more money, more problems. More money, more magic cards. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh
1: man. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so, do we got, uh, got anything else going on? What else is going on?
0: Uh,
2: I do have a question for you guys. Yeah. With Treasure Crews gone, how do you see
1: Punishing Jund positioned right now? Well, I think it's actually pretty good right now. Um, you know, combo decks still haven't made a comeback, uh, to where they were from before Treasure Cruise was printed, because Treasure Cruise pushed combo decks out of the format. Um, And fair decks are really raining. Like, the last SDG, there wasn't a single blue deck until, uh, you know, 8th place, and that was still a Delver deck in of itself, which Punishing Jund just beats. So whenever combo decks are really low in the format, uh, Punishing Jund is really well-positioned. So I I think there are definitely worse choices to be made. It would be it would be a good deck choice if you wanted to bring it to to a tournament. Yeah. I do
0: you play punishing?
1: Generally. I mean, I don't. I only need like
2: a Bayou or two and blood uh, Braid Elf, and then I think I have a pieces for it. Oh,
1: so you pretty much have it. <laughs> I pretty much have it. Yeah. The Bayou is a little expensive. I I. I just, Something I kind of wanted Because
2: I'm Planning to build Nick Fit as well mm-hmm. So I'm Planning on like Trading in cards To get by you Because I don't feel like Paying for it Especially when I have Cards I'm not gonna play That are Worth money
1: Yeah Yeah exactly And you can always You know Pick up more Karma Glaze Once uh, Water Masters 2 Comes out Yeah I'll probably Try to pick up a box
2: And hopefully get a Fly one this time
1: Yeah I i Honestly, don't think it's going to be as hard to get Modern Masters two as it's going as it was to get Modern Masters because I think Wizards realizes what a cash cow they're sitting on and it's dumb not to print more money. <laughs> it's like Wizards literally has a printing press that they can print money with and they just decided to turn it off with Modern Masters one. Well, it's like I want to know what their
2: plan was with
1: Modern Masters. Like I wish I can I
2: could have asked in my packs, but they couldn't take. They only took like ten questions of that. So was it to bring the value of the cards down or make more copies available?
1: It definitely wasn't value. Wizards has come out and said multiple times that they view every Magic card as worth the same as any other Magic card. They don't have any consideration to the secondary price. (laughs) So, it's definitely something about uh, availability. While it's kind of this weird two-edged sword, where they can't acknowledge that some cards are more expensive than other cards, but at the same time, they acknowledge that some cards are harder to get than other cards. Which, while seem like they're the same thing, are actually two separate things in their mind. Okay. Um, So, it's definitely to increase availability, because they did want Modern to succeed, and they definitely needed to get some cards available. But don't they also not want to annoy people who invested in
2: their cards, and... Bring the value of return down from $175 to 50
0: So, this is, um, my, my impression is really that Wizards of the Coast would rather uh, would rather try to protect the interests of the collectors because they've had history in the past with Chronicles. Hasbro, I think, would end up giving a flying fuck. Like, I don't think
1: Hasbro would really give a shit. Yeah, Hasbro but just cares about, you know, making money. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, probably a good idea for a company to have. (laughs) Um, Wizards of the Coast is definitely more about the collectors and the economy and the stability of the game. Hasbro's.
0: The long long term interest in the player base. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the reason why Modern Masters wasn't printed more than it was is because Hasbro didn't know what they had. Wizards knew what they had, Hasbros didn't. If Hasbro knew what a cash cow Modern Masters was, Hasbro would have been like run those presses day and night. <laughs> and
0: then, and, and that's what I think is going to be interesting over time. It's watching where where Wizards went through Chronicles and Hasbro hasn't watching what ends up happening with this Modern Masters shit. And that's it's one of the reasons I just don't invest in Modern, you know, because it's it's going to yeah. get to the point where Hasbro will. I I can see Hasbro tanking Modern as a format.
1: You know, Oh yeah, just like flooding the market with uh, modern flooding cards Flooding the market
0: with modern cards Everybody's going to want to play modern because they can afford to play it But then they're not going to be selling standard cards And then they're going to get rid of modern as a format
1: Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see where it's going to go is because also, this whole phenomenon with really expensive Magic cards is a recent phenomenon. For the longest time, Magic cards weren't this expensive. It was only with the aging player base and people having more disposable income that they drove the prices up on themselves. Because I remember, you know, the most expensive Standard card was like $20 and the most expensive Legacy card was like $25. And even even if you take a, out the old uh, scarce cards, if you just look at standard, just standard prices in general are really expensive. Like, a $500 standard deck was unheard of back in, like, Onslaught days. Hmm. You know, you had one, maybe two cards that were, like, $20, 30 and then everything else was, like, 2 bucks.
2: Hmm. I still remember... Was it... Is Thundermaw Absin Restored? Thundermaw Absinth. uh. I think it was like M twelve or something like that. Oh yeah, I think it was like M thirteen. Yeah, like she didn't even see play for a while, and was still fifty bucks. Right. I I just, why is a card not even played in standard? Fifty dollars. Yeah, it's because of the
1: flavor of the dragon. Exactly. (laughs) Adrian's getting it now. (laughs) But no, like remember Bonfire of the Dams? Bonfire of the Dams. That was fifty dollar cards. Sphinx's Revelation. Like these fifty dollar standard cards are just ridiculous. It's. It's because magic players are older now. We have jobs. We you know get paid a decent salary, and we can afford to pay more for our cards. So people charge us more for our um, cards.
0: I would debate that. I, I would Ooh. debate that.
1: Go on, debate it. Well, the price <laughs> is based on demand,
0: right? It's gonna right. be it's gonna be a, a combination of supply and demand. So in standard, the card is only good for what? Maybe all right. I'm, I'm gonna say the set's only open for three months, if that. Right, mm-hmm. Because that's when it's drafted So that mm-hmm. creates the supply The demand exists from the moment it's released
1: Yeah, but the demand Is the same now as it was Back in the day, it's just the resources Are greater now, it's kind of like with Inflation, no, the
0: demand you know, is there could be the
1: same Amount of demand, the same amount of demand For uh, a carton of milk back in 1950 as there is today But there's, the carton of milk costs a, a whole Lot more today than it does back in 1950 Because of inflation, well the
0: population and has also Increased,
1: yeah yeah, okay, but... Well, they, popularity yes. of the game. Right, too.
0: right. Which are we talking things, about... <laughs> no, like, well, <laughs> huh? in, in, the, in one and the same. I mean, if popularity of the game is increased, it, it translates to population increasing yeah,
1: from the 50s. Yeah, which makes sense with older cards. But with standard cards, the print runs have increased along with the population. We're printing more Magic cards now than we were back in, okay, you know, 10 years ago. okay. So the you know Wizards does a really good job of keeping pace with uh, supply and demand. So the they're still relative to where they were ten years ago, but the player base has changed. It's aged, and they have more disposable income, so they can spend more on it. So you don't get these like like back in the day when you're a middle school kid and you're trying to put together a standard deck. If you don't have ten dollars to buy morphling, guess what? You don't buy morphling now, if you don't have $10 to buy Morphling and you have a job, or if you have a job you have that $10 to buy Morphling. In fact, you have $15, well, the- or 20 or 25 or that's how you get $50 standard cards. Because people have the money to well, spend. Well, you know why
0: they have the money to spend?
1: Because they have jobs. <laughs> because they don't have rent. <laughs> 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 that's <too. laughs>
2: I think that was the best feeling when I started getting back into Magic. Even a card that was like as cheap, like the Lord of Dead was like a $10 card. And like I didn't wanna pay 40 bucks for four of them, I couldn't afford that back in middle mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. As soon as I got back to Magic, I saw I'm like 5 bucks, I'm like, I'm buying it, it's mine. Yeah. It's the best feeling in the world
1: Yeah, if, it, if it's less than like $100 I almost don't even think about it I'm like, yep, need that card, buy it <laughs> that's, that's interesting Because I have a job, motherfuckers uh, I, I, have, I a also job. have a job Because you got no
0: responsibility, motherfucker <laughs> Oh, I have plenty of responsibilities
1: like <laughs> Student loans Yeah, student loans is a big old Big old chip on my shoulder Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Expenses yeah. I have a large overhead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so did you did you check out this on the link yet?
1: Uh, I yes, I'll check I... it out now.
0: Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: what you wanted to show me that Miracles won another deck, uh, another tournament? <laughs> yes, I did.
0: This is 117 people at a GPT out in Japan. Ooh,
1: Japanese GPT, very cool. Take a cool. look at this junk deck that's in second place. Ooh. How is it junk if it's blue? It's, black, I don't red. know. But
0: that's, that's what. You can just <laughs> what junk? What, what? Red pile?
2: Or is it actually a junk? No. Yeah. It's,
1: oh man, they're running Germag Angler. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fantastic! <laughs> Fantastic! There. Man, I really banked wrong. I thought uh, Hooting Mandrels was going to be the Delve card, but it looks like I've been seeing more and more Gurmag <laughs> Anglers. Know. A lot of people have actually been what? doing that, which I don't get. But okay. Yeah, it's how mean, is this it's junk? junk? It's clearly Grixis. I don't understand how <laughs> it's, it's junk. It's Grixis Pile. They mean junk as in,
2: like, junk Oh, cards.
1: as in, like, literal it's,
2: junk. <laughs> literal junk cards, because Gurmag Angler, that's why.
1: Four Monastery Swiftspear, four Pyromancer, one Gurmag Angler, which is the Delve. Six colorless black for a 5-5. Five five. So, kind of like Uding Mandrels but black.
0: I it, so...
1: Yeah, Tasigur four lightning bolts, four force of will, one dig through time, four days, four brainstorm, three force bolts. I think that's kind of heavy on the fork bolts, but okay. <laughs> yeah, especially now. Yeah, four ponder, two preordain, four getaxian probe. Yeah. It basically replaced uh the dig through times with, uh, or not the dig through times, of the treasure cruises. It's really similar to the, uh, Grixis decks from when Treasure Cruise was around. It's, except it's running Gurmag and Tassiger instead of, uh, Dick, instead, uh of Treasure Cruise. <laughs> instead of Good Turns. Instead of Good cards, But it came in second out of 117, so who are we to judge? I, I, Pretty
0: interesting. Yeah, I just thought I'd
1: share that. Yeah, but the other thing, uh, White Weenie came in third. Let's see if it's Death and Taxes or Actual Say White Weenie. Say that lady.
0: again, Cherry.
1: Oh my, it's Actual Say White Weenie. Say that lady. again, Cherry. It's not even... Not even death and taxes. Which it's,
2: it's death and taxes, pretty much.
1: Mm, I don't see any stone. Oh, oh, I guess there is. There's, There's four stone orange. The only weird one is Jodan Grunt, which was actually really good when uh, Treasure Cruise was legal. Uh, someone played that against me, and I'm like, man, I cannot get a Treasure Cruise off. <laughs> Jodan Grunt's so cumulative cool. upkeep is put two cards from any single graveyard on the bottom of their owner's library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep trying to fill that graveyard for uh, fl- fl- uh, <laughs> Treasure Cruise. <laughs> You're not going to get up to six or seven or whatever it was. It's been too long since I cast the Treasure I Cruise. Play standard. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I like that sideboard tech. Holy light. Two mana, one white. All non white creatures get minus one, minus one. Oh, I thought it was Enchantment. Never mind.
1: That's just bad. Ooh, Aggro Rock in eighth place. Ooh, more Tassiger. Man, maybe Tassiger is a thing. I still don't think so. Terry <laughs> was all shitting on it pretty good. I still don't okay. think it's a good... I oh, like Bob's I'm argument. It's a bad sure. Tarmogoyf and a bad Dark Confidant.
2: So, I mean, the thing is, it's like... It, sure, sure's a bad version of those cards, but it's <laughs> both those cards. <coughs> that's the thing.
0: Both those cards what?
2: Both those cards in one. Oh. Like, it's a Tarmogoyf... And a, it's a pseudo-Tarmogoyf, pseudo-bob in one card.
1: I think people are just jamming in the deck and getting lucky on the rest of the deck. It doesn't... <laughs> I still have yet to see a Tazigar in play do things rather <laughs> Apparently, aside from taking second I mean, place in the tournament. Running, <laughs> he's also only running three Tarmogoyf. Like, he cut a Tarmogoyf for a Tazigar. I think it would just be better as the fourth Tarmogoyf. <laughs>
0: I am just excited with Modern Masters coming out to see the price go down on Tarmogrove, so I can put Shardless Bug back together.
1: You know, and it's—I don't it's, it, see—I don't think price is going to go down that much. I see it going down to like maybe one twenty, and then capping there. Well, you
0: know what's interesting about that? Everything. What? Everything. Everything? <laughs> because what happened? Now, all right. Even if the price goes down to one twenty, and do you see it going back up after that?
1: Yeah, I see it's yeah. like taking back up until a year from now It's Or at a year from release It's back in like the $200 range And then
0: it gets printed in the next Modern Masters So, like And I don't know what they're going to do for the print run on this Or any of that shit But for me They released Modern Masters In, in Tarmogoyf And my son got one in a draft And I started telling people Like the downside with a fucking opening In a Tarmogoyf is you need three more like, there's no deck that's one Tarmogoyf. You know, so I go out and I get three more Tarmogoyfs. At 100, they went to whatever the hell they went to, and then I sold them to Star City Games for 125 So I sold right. them for more than I paid for them. So now when they get re-released in this set, if I get them back at 120 I still bought them back at cheaper than I sold them for. But yeah,
1: there you go. Them.
0: Like, I'm not... But again, I'm not really... I don't invest in modern cards. And I, and I don't mm-hmm. want to invest in modern cards. I do want to play Shardless Buggy again because that deck is fucking a blast. That's the most fair deck I can play that's fun. That's just... It's dege- it's degenerate gambling.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I definitely see the point. There is there is definitely some value in just selling cards and then buying them back. You know, it's kind of like with, with stock investments. Yeah. Buy... Buy low, sell right, high. Right. So you buy, you get in on cards really early. When they spike, you sell out of them, and because the, you know down the road they're going to come back down and you can just buy back into them. Yeah. And You're basically giving up that small window where you can't play with them, but it, if the dollar, dollars are right, it can definitely yeah, be worth it. If the dollars
0: are, your, are right and your collection allows you to play other other decks, then you, I don't know, I'm fucking cool with it. So, like, I, I've been yeah. playing Ten Fins because when I was playing Bug, I was getting destroyed by Burn. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've been playing Ten Fins, now I don't lose to Burn, I just can't play Tarmogoyf.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's also like um me and our, buddy Mike, over the course of his Magic career, he's owned five sets of Force Wills, and he's never lost a dollar on any of them. Okay. Because on all five sets, he's bought low and sold yep. high. And then he buys back in, and then sells higher. Yeah,
0: like, I can't, I think... The last time I was playing with my Stoneforge Mystics was when I was doing Patriot fucking Delver for a little bit, maybe after the Grand Prix. And Mm -hmm. I'd be okay to fucking let the Stoneforge Mystics go because I don't play them and I don't see myself playing them in a deck for the foreseeable future anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm I mean, I'm more interested to actually... I'm more interested to actually stick together OmniShow. I I still want to give that a shot, because I don't think... I still think OmniShow is the best deck for Dig Through Time, and I haven't played enough with Dig Through Time to be... to have an honest um, opinion for myself on it, you know? I know everybody likes the Sneakin' Show. I'm just not a huge fan of it, but I think as part of the combo, as part of the setup and finish, I think it's just... it it seems awesome in fucking OmniShow.
1: Yeah, yeah, I... I definitely see that. Uh, I think combo decks are definitely gearing up for a comeback. Um, we haven't seen them. Show and tell is down to like sixty five dollars now because that entire genre of decks is really on the the uh-huh. out. So I think we're definitely due for a, a correction in the meta where people start playing combo decks, especially if people keep playing all these non-blue uh-huh. decks. You know, we've been seeing all these. Elves and Maverick and all the other uh, decks in the top 8 that aren't blue. So when it gets to the point where Delver decks are getting pushed out of the format as well, that's when combo decks are going to come back on the force. Huh.
0: Huh.
1: So I think Punishing John's were good right now because it's the best fair deck, and I think combo decks, once Punishing John rears its head, that'll definitely be the signal for uh, combo decks to come back, because... When the best deck in the format is something that a combo deck can just steamroll, uh it it's a definitely a uh good indication that it's that's what you sleeve up for the tournament. So you say Punishing Jund is the best fair deck? I would say in a meta w- if the in a meta with no combo, I would play Punishing Jund over any other deck. It's just a that deck has a really, really bad uh, combo match. Uh, match up, so I wouldn't take the risk of Playing Punishing Jund uh, Knowing that there would be a possibility of running Into combo decks
0: Now Ara, do you have plans to be at SCG Worcester?
2: Uh, I have no idea When it is <laughs> but so, so far you do don't have any so, so
0: far you don't have any plans to be at SCG Worcester No, no
2: <laughs> I, I do have every other Sunday off Starting in two weeks, so I will be able to start coming to that <laughs> Every oh, two oh. weeks
0: Hopefully. Yeah, so uh, Ian came down from Watertown, and he was saying him and a bunch of guys were going to start coming down to get some um, some game tests and some practice for the SCG. So I, I yeah, I, wanna, I think we could start seeing. I want to meet
1: this Ian. Too. He's a cool guy. Yeah, apparently he lives in Watertown. So our town is only four square so he, miles. So you've <laughs> probably seen him he before. Was, he was saying so he, that
0: he went to uh, what's the place that did Proxy Vintage.
1: Uh Pandemonium. Yes.
0: Yeah, because he said he said he had like <laughs> he used to play years ago. He started playing again. He went through his old cards. He had like bazaars and fucking all that shit. And then he went and they were doing vintage. And somebody talked him into playing it. And he was doing. He had like it was cool. He was a cool guy. But like so, I knew he was at Pandemonium Games. And uh I'm like, he was talking about him and a bunch of his friends starting to come down to get some practice for the SCG. I'm like, shit, you should just carpool with Jerry. Fucking <laughs> get a bunch yeah. of you come down in a fucking school bus or something.
1: <laughs> exactly,
0: and now Jerry, I'm not fucking kidding either. This Carl's diner next door, they actually have uh, the pig bus. They they got a school bus that's pink with a fucking pig nose on the front of it. And it, they, <laughs> then they had the birth of the piglet where they got a Ford Focus and put a little nose on it too. Like it was it was at the St. Patrick's State parade. You missed it. Like oh they oh, my God, oh they are fans of ham. Fucking <laughs> 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 it's <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Top 8 pairings
1: have been posted Uh, Aura Anyone you want to scoop in? Uh I, no
0: Oh <laughs>
2: So do I spook you, Jerry, because if it wasn't for you, I would not be here right now.
1: Yeah, I did give birth to you. I I brought you Uh, into this world, I can take you out of it. That sounds a little weird. I brought you in this world, I can take you out of it. Uh sure, let's go with that. Yeah, that backfired on you. Wow,
0: you scooped him in, he couldn't even say your last name.
1: I'm now now I'm offended. (laughs) Toongian. I've always known it. I swear there's an L in there somewhere though. <laughs> uh, what about you, Adrian?
0: Um, what about you, Jerry?
1: <laughs> Buy you time? Buy me time. Um, I'm going to scoop in St. Patrick. I'm going to do an anti scoop in to the City Council of Worcester, who don't apparently know when St. Patrick's Day is, though. <laughs> Uh, just Uh It grinds my gears because otherwise it would have been on modern day And I'm fine with not being able to make it to that Zion. Alright you
0: know what that actually would have been fucking cool if it was on modern day instead But I mean reality is I still went down there and played You get to go to St. Patrick's Day twice in the state That's all pretty fucking good um, So yeah don't go poo-pooing on Worcester bud <laughs> <laughs> Alright uh, let's see well, Do I scoop into top 8?
1: Still I thought you already okay. What? I thought that was in your scoop in. So, go you, what are you scooping,
0: so you're scooping in leprechauns, is
1: that it? Yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. I'm gonna scoop
0: I'm gonna scoop in fucking hot, cute Irish girls with curly hair.
1: <laughs> Soulless red <laughs> I, I, I can't go that far. Um <laughs> let's see.
0: I don't know what the fuck am I scooping in. I'm gonna you know what? I'm gonna scoop in the fucking electrician, man. He, like, the oh, God, he, like I, I fucked up the electricity in this place And like this guy was in here the next day Set me up an outlet And now the modem, the wireless Everything's all fucking back on I felt wicked fucking bad too So yeah, so Good. don't go moving shit And plugging shit in at 1.30 in
1: the morning Excellent Alright. I think that's a wrap. Talked about uh, you know, some some shady dealings, some moral discard spells, some, some spoilers. is getting reprinted, so is Karn. Tarmac is getting reprinted and Karn. Oh yeah, we didn't even mention Karn, but uh, he doesn't really see much legacy play. Nope. Yeah, I think we had a pretty full episode. Hope everyone at home enjoyed it
0: Yeah, I hope I can fucking edit it and get it out on time God damn
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I love that Ara came on because he texted me uh, So last week's episode Still isn't (laughs) yet, where is it? I'm still trying to hear the
0: fucking pop (laughs)
1: Yeah (laughs) Alright, well, I'll see you all Oh, Hopefully next episode I'll be able to tell about my victory down in Philly Winning uh, three German Black border underground seas That's what I'm shooting for
0: Good luck, is that way you can donate to a The tournament is over and the store is closing. Feel free to see us during normal business hours by emailing the show at leavingalegacymtg@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also find a host on Twitter with Adrian at Mathematrickster and Jerry at jmee 3rd You can also join the Leaving a Legacy Facebook group to stay connected.